This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is titled, The Provision of Forgiveness. Our sin is the reason Jesus died on the cross. With His death and resurrection, we've been given access to salvation. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Open your Bibles with me to 1 John. Stand on your feet first. Stand on your feet and I want to read 1 John. This is in the New Testament, 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. That's in the back of your Bibles. And this is a familiar verse that if you've been around church any length of time, you should know this verse. But I want to read it. Let me start at verse 8, actually. Let me start at verse 8. And here's what verse 8 says. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I want to talk to you today from the subject of the provision of God's forgiveness. Look at your neighbor and say, God has made provisions for your forgiveness. Tell them on the other side, God has made provisions for God's forgiveness. You can be seated. This epistle of John is written by a seasoned believer giving advice to some younger believers. He's giving them some advice, some guidance, and he wants to raise an issue with them that is pertinent and prevalent in their day, but it's also prevalent in our day today. He wants to talk to them about the parameters, the provisions, the promise of forgiveness. Here is something that I know about every person in this room. Doesn't matter what your educational level is. It doesn't matter your economic level. It doesn't matter how high you have climbed the chain of success in life. It doesn't matter how low you have fallen. None of that matters. Here's something that I know is true of everybody. I don't know your name. Don't know where you live. Don't know what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear, but here's one thing I know about everybody in here. Everyone in here has done something for which they need forgiveness. Look at your neighbor and say, you need forgiveness because you nasty. Go ahead, tell them. Tell them on the other side, you nasty too. If, if you, um, don't know this, this is a very important matter. It's a very important issue, question, that we all need forgiveness because we've all sinned. We've all missed the mark. We've all dropped the ball. We've all said something, done something, gone somewhere, been somewhere 
We've done something for which we need the compassion and mercy of God. And I thought I ought to talk to you about this today because if you're not careful, if you don't recognize this, the devil will convict you and beat you up with guilt and shame if you are unaware of the fact that God has made available to you the forgiveness of your sins. That devil will bring guilt, shame. Some of y'all are, are burrowing deeper into sin and deeper into to shame because the devil has beat you up about your failures, your mistakes, your sins. The devil has drug you down. And if you're not careful, you, 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 you'll, be, you'll be struggling. You'll be in a bad shape. And the truth of the matter is y'all looking at me like you ain't never done nothing wrong. But the truth of the matter is, here's, matter of fact, here's what the text says. If we say, verse 8, that we have no sin, we done tricked ourselves. We've all sinned. We've all thought things, said things, went places, desired stuff that we had no business doing, thinking, wanting, desiring. We've all sinned. And if we say that we have no sin or that we have not sinned, we make God a liar, according to the text. Look at verse 8. Look, let me read it one more time. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. That's verse 8. Verse 10 says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. But here's what I love. Here's what I want to shout about today, that in between verse 8 and verse 10 is the fact that God has made provisions for us to be forgiven. Sandwich in between the people who say they ain't got no sin and the people who say they haven't sinned in between there that's bursting out of the seams at me is a is a promise from God is a provisions from God that if we would do certain things listen this is so profound powerful and important here's what he says if we confess our sins let me start off by telling you how you are able to get freed and forgiven and how you can experience the forgiveness of God here's what he says verse point number nine point slow down pastor I'm so excited, I'm just getting about to lose my control. Point one is in verse nine, is that it, it requires our acknowledgement. We got to acknowledge that we messed up. We have to be willing to confess and say that I missed the mark. Some of y'all think y'all have dotted every I and crossed every T and you fail to recognize that you've done some stuff that deserves the judgment of God. Here's what I'm here telling you today. I recognize that I should go to hell, straight to hell. Don't pass, go. Go directly to hell. I've done some stuff, thought some things, went some places, said some things, had some desires that I ought to go straight to hell. Don't pass gold. Do not collect $200. Go to jail. And so have you. Don't look at me in that strange tone like you have. And everybody in here de deserves hell. But the scripture says if we confess, if we acknowledge, if we take, if we take acknowledgement that we have done wrong, if we stand up and admit and if we identify that we've done wrong one of my friends Frank Wilson and his wife Bunny Wilson some of y'all know them Bunny was having an argument with her husband Frank one day and she said to Frank 
The problem you have, Frank, is that you never admit when you're wrong. Frank said, that's not true. I didn't know if y'all would get that or not. I thought I might have to break that down for y'all. Sin means to miss the mark. Sin means that I've done something that's against God's standards. And the fact of the matter is one day we will all have to stand before God and give an account for our choices, our behavior, our actions. We are going to have to answer to God. And the problem is, and this is a big deal, this is a big issue, that if you don't think you'll have to answer to God, it's going to be a devastating day if you go on and live your life the way you live in, disregarding God, rejecting Jesus, not acknowledging your sin and your wrong, and go on and do your thing only to one day have to stand before God and answer what your sins have been. And the text says, but if we confess, if we acknowledge, if we take ownership, if we stand up to our sin, when we admit that we have done wrong, when we confess our sins, I love this right here, that's our part, but guess what God does? God, here's point two, God has an attitude. When you confess, God has an attitude. You make the acknowledgement, God has an attitude. You know what God's attitude is? He is faithful and just. Somebody say he's faithful. That means he's dependable. That means he's got credibility. He's a credible God. This is, this is a promise he's made and he can be depended upon to be faithful, to do what he said he's going to do. He's faithful. Somebody say he's faithful. Look at your neighbor say he's faithful. He's faithful and just. He's faithful and just. And the word just means he's going to make the right choice. Now, here's what I love about this thing. Here's what I love about the provisions that God has made. God has made provisions, and he's faithful and just to help us be able to do point three. I'm almost finished. Short, shortest message you'll ever hear me today preach today. He takes some action. Somebody say, he's faithful, he's got an attitude, he's faithful and just to take some actions. And what are those actions? All of it is right here in verse 9. Here's what he promises that he will do. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Somebody say, forgive. That word forgive means to lay it aside. It means to let it alone. It means to send it away. It means to release it, not to hold it against you. People will remember what you did for, for, for all of your life, and they will keep reminding you, and they'll keep bringing it up, and they'll keep saying, yes, you did. This is what you did. People will keep bringing up your past. But oh, thanks be to God that he says, I will forgive you. I'll erase it off the slate. I'll make it clean. I, I, I get bothered by people who can't forgive what other people did, but they always want people to forgive what they have done. Here's what Jesus said. Here's the promise from God. Here's what John said to them in this book. He says, we have a God who is faithful and just. He will keep his word, and he will, in fact, do the righteous thing. And he says, if you take ownership, if you confess, if you acknowledge your sin, if you admit to your wrong, he says, I will wipe your slate clean. I'll lay it aside, I'll let it alone, I'll send it away, I'll release it, I'll forget about it. 
I'll clear the record. He says, I'll forgive you, but hold up. Here's something else he says. He will not only forgive us, he will cleanse us. Won't he make you clean? Anybody here know what it feels like to be clean by, cleansed by Jesus? He'll cleanse you from the dirt and the disease of sin. He'll cleanse you. He will cleanse you, listen to this, from all unrighteousness. Every bit of unrighteousness you have. Now, it's the devil's trick is to make you keep thinking that you have fallen so deep into sin that you're beyond the ability of God to forgive you and beyond the ability to God cleanse you. There's somebody listening to this message right now. You need to hear this word. I don't care what you've done, how long you've done it, how recently you did it, how deep you have fallen, how ugly your sin may have been. It does not matter. I got some great news for you that Jesus has made it possible for you to be forgiven and cleansed of all of your sins. Somebody high five your neighbor. Say, it doesn't matter. Now, don't high five them. Air five them. I'm sorry. Don't touch that joker. They nasty. Don't touch them. They dirty. But I got some great news today. I come to preach and declare to somebody today there is a bomb in Gilead, the Bible says. I'm here to tell you that there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners who plunge beneath that flood lose all their guilt and stain. I don't know what you've done with Jesus. It doesn't matter what your past has been. What matters is what decision do you make today? What do you do about Jesus? today. What will you do about him right now? Will you accept him? Will you receive him? Will you believe in him? Will you accept the fact that he died on the cross so your sins could be forgiven? And if you will accept the fact that he died on the cross and shed his blood so that your sins could be forgiven, he will wash you clean and make you clean on the inside. The reason I serve Jesus and I'm submitted to him and I'm not a Buddhist and I'm not a Muslim and I'm not a Confucius and I don't follow anybody else but Jesus is because Jesus did something that none of the rest of them have done. He died on the cross and took the punishment for my sins. He died on the cross and shed his blood for my sins. Y'all missed it. I'm trying to tell you today. He died on the cross and took the punishment for my sins. And they buried him. And the reason we are here today is that early on Sunday morning, Buddha didn't do it, Muhammad didn't do it, Confucius didn't do it, but Jesus got up out of the grave. He lives. He's alive. He got up out of the grave. And because he lives, I can live also. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you today. I feel a shout down in my sanctified soul. 
This is why I can shout. This is why I can celebrate. This is why I can live the way I'm living. This is the way, the reason I can worship is because Jesus conquered death and got up out of the grave with all power in his hands. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you don't have to live another day in sin, in bondage, in defeat. You don't have to go another day troubled, feeling guilty, having shame. You can be forgiven of your sins. There is provisions for your forgiveness. Tell your neighbor there's some provisions for your forgiveness. Tell them boldly. Tell them arrogantly. Shake your head on your on that extra bone in your neck. Tell them loudly. Why would you continue to stay in the depths of sin when you can be forgiven? It would be tragic for you to walk out of here and die and don't know Jesus. You will spend an eternity in hell. Don't depend on your opinion or your ideas or your philosophies. I'm here to tell you, you can accept Jesus just as you are. Don't wait till you get it straight. Don't wait till you can fix something up. Don't wait till you can change something. You ought to come to Jesus right now. That's all I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to carry your guilt. You don't have to carry your shame. You don't have to carry your worry. Come on to Jesus right now. Say yes to him right now. Who am I talking to today? Who needs Jesus right now? Get up out your seat right now and come to Jesus and say yes to him right now. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. We have all sinned and we are all in need of forgiveness on a regular basis. Jesus has made this forgiveness possible. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.